Welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly sponsored and supported by Evolt 360 Body Scanning, Ignite Fitness Business Events Australia, the Healthy Aging Summit Brisbane, and 20 Perfect EMS Training. Well, good morning and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Dave Leo, holistic movement coach and founder at Holistic Movement Coach Program. How are you today, Dave? Good morning, Mal. And how's your day been so far? Oh, it's fabulous. Every day is a good day. Well, especially where you're located. It's a little bit wet and cold here, but I don't doubt the sun is shining at home there. It is a beautiful day here on the Sunshine Coast. You're very lucky. So let's get our podcast underway today. Now, you are a holistic coach, but the question is, what is a holistic coach? So if I could put it in a nutshell, it's more than exercise. If you think the exercise is going to solve all your problems, you're in for a rude surprise. Now, when we work with people, people are made, people are complex. They have digestive systems, they have muscles and bones, uh, they also uh, have brains as well. So when you change one system, you affect all the systems. So a holistic movement coach is very aware of that. Now, I guess we see a lot of problems with health these days. I think that's fair to say. Otherwise, both me and you would be out of the job now. And um, one of the issues there is that we've really lost that idea of lifestyle and looking after ourselves. Um, it, it, should be, it should be a health and fitness industry, but it's unfortunately become a bit more of a fitness industry than a health and fitness industry. So to get that health back on track, it really needs a lifestyle approach where we start looking after ourselves and treating our bodies like they need to be treated. And if I could probably put one more point there as well, that a holistic movement coach differs uh, in is there's a lot of people that specialise in loading, and that's awesome. Um, you know, there's some great people that do work with kettlebells, with battle ropes, uh, Olympic lifting. Look, I love all these things. Uh, what holistic movement coaches really work on is making sure the body is actually able to accept that load and adapt to it. Because if you can't adapt to it, you're really just breaking down the body. So we do a lot on preparing the body for loading. Wow, it sounds really interesting. So tell me about the program. So the the, the big program is uh, an ongoing program. And I've been lucky enough to work with some of my students for... Uh, Four years now, coming into their fifth in October. So um, it really is a way of developing trainers uh, and health professionals that think a very different way uh, to, I guess, the traditional way of how we've been looking at health and fitness. So we've had physios come uh, on the program, we've had some chiropractors, myotherapists, um, and an awful lot of personal trainers as well. So that's really who we work with these days. Now, the program itself, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got it divided up into three areas, business, personal, and technical. Is that right? Very good. So that's how we view um, working with the, the uh, trainers that come on board in our program. So we want to develop their business skills uh, because there's no point having a great set of technical skills uh, if you don't know how to run business. Um, that's that's not going to work for you or your family. Uh, we look at personal development, and that's personal health as well, as well as self-development, uh, because really what you find with, with most of uh, health professionals is you are your business, and you need to be 
reflected in the health you want to create as well. So we do a lot of work on personal self-development there. Uh, and also the technical side. We want our guys to have exceptional skills so they can really change people's lives. Can you take me a little bit deeper into the business side of it? So um, lucky us on our team there, we have uh, a, a business mentor and marketing mentor who uh, really help out our guys on a one-on-one basis. So if our guys have an issue with, okay, look, I'm looking to franchise my business here, well, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in, in uh, taking out a new lease on this place here. Um, you know, I've got guys who've got a lot of experience in business who can help with that as well as myself. Um, I'm an old dude. I've been around for a while. So, um, yeah, we, we can certainly help with that. But we also look at um, you know, tracking as well to make sure that our guys are on track with how they're um, marketing, how they're converting uh, and um, looking after their bottom lines. So um, there is a big business aspect to what we do. And that's pretty important because, as you and I both know, without healthy profits, then we can't go on doing what we're passionate about. Now, now, Dave, in order to get the business right and to be creating those positive profits, you and I both know that on a personal level, we have to have our stuff together. And fitness industry professionals, though they're passionate about what they do, not all but maybe a large majority don't quite have everything together. So how does Dave Leo help fitness professionals with their own personal health, not just physically but mentally, so that then they go forward and have a great business? That's a a great question, Mel. And this is a journey that I've still am doing myself. So... Certainly with, with their own personal health, that, that's a real big one. We, we need to be that reflection of what we're trying to create. And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, our program attracts some of the best trainers. And the best trainers are, are workaholics who have normally been so driven to achieve what they've achieved that unfortunately they're the ones that are at risk of burning themselves out and not looking after themselves, which is kind of ironic. It's the ones that are often the slack ones. Um, this probably isn't uh, an issue for them. Uh, I tend to deal a lot with overachievers. And unfortunately, this, this whole burnout and not looking after yourself is more of an overachievers um, problem. So we tend to look at, uh, at creating systems where people can track uh, things they need to look after themselves. That may be the amount of sleep they get, maybe the time they have off, uh, maybe the time they spend with their family, um, also, it may be regenerative uh, exercise as well. So when we train hard, we're working out. And it's catabolic, we're breaking down the body. So if we're doing uh, meditative practices, uh, low-intensity yoga, I'm not talking Bikram here, uh, even going for a light walk, that can be very healing for the body. So we need to balance that working out and that working in to look after the person. So we actually put systems in place to make sure that people are doing those and they're committed to them. And we keep them accountable to those. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question here. Why do we want to be overachievers? I think it's actually, you know, you need to, why wouldn't you try and be the best you can be? Uh, there's, there's not a lot of downside to that unless you're not balancing yourself as well. And this comes down to one of the first things that we do with our, our, our guys is look at what's the definition of success. 
if your definition of success is to be a multi-millionaire, but you want to spend all the time with your family and not work much, we've got a bit of a disconnect there straight away. So I think it's really clear to be um, important what your definition of success is. And uh, sometimes, though, if we're not clear on that, we can work ourselves too hard. And one thing I'm, I'm really proud to say with, with some of our particularly guys who've been in the program for a long time, is they get they work less and they get better at running their business without burning themselves out. And I think uh, because they realise that definition of success for them is spending time with their families, looking after their health, and we want to see those things. Um, those are easily important as a bottom line to us by a long shot, because that's what keeps these great people in the business, keeps them looking after themselves, so they can change their lives, their families' lives, and all those people that um, that they work with. Um, how hard is it, though, to turn that mechanism on in the brain that says, wow, I need to stop, I need to pull back, I'm doing too much? How, yeah. But how do you do that? It, it comes down to awareness for a start and um, being taking the time to, to reflect on where you're at. A really good friend of mine, one saying that, that I stole from him, was you can't see your reflection in running water. And... Yeah, if we're, if we're constantly running on, on the on the hamster wheel, we can't have time to really see and feel where we are. So taking that time to feel where you are, what you're doing to yourself, and checking in on what what your definition of success and what your life goals and values are, that, that's essential for you to look after yourself. Because uh, when you get that disconnect, uh, you know, you, you want to spend time with your family, you want to look after your health, but you're working 70, 80 hours a week, um, that's when you're going to get yourself in a lot of strife. So uh, keeping yourself accountable to that, and our guys keep accountable to the group with that as well, that can be really powerful because we're often better at, at doing uh, doing what we say we want to do if we're accountable to other people rather than to ourselves, which is just the way we're wired. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? As trainers, we tell our clients that they need to be accountable and sometimes we are the absolute worst oh. at it. Um, and I, I'm hearing everything you're saying and I'm definitely guilty of mm. not um, disconnecting from my work. I can honestly say that, you know, I can go 12 or 14 yeah. hours a day and you do have to work out what's important, what's not important and sometimes we just get lost in everything that we're doing. and. Mm. It's not until we get into our early, you know, late 40s, early 50s, mid 50s and sort of sit up and go, wow, where did the last 30 years go? Yeah. Or, or you wake up and your child's not four or five anymore but they're 24, 34 and you sit there and you sort of say to yourself, geez, I can't even remember when they were 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, we just you're right, we have to just stop and we need to, to reflect and we do need to get ourselves into a program that holds us accountable. How important, Dave, well, what role does nutrition pay, play in all of this? It's one of, it's one of the factors and it's a big one. Uh, chemicals are, you know, there's that, that saying where you know, let food be like medicine and medicine be like food. And, and certainly if you, uh, one next study I saw, oh, going back a while, is they, they looked at, um, at how the body regenerates. And every cell in your body is replaced every seven years. So the, the you in seven years' time, there will be a different you now. Every single cell will be changed. So 
if you're trying to create new cells and rebuild yourself with, with crap, with synthetic non-foods, uh, how can you possibly build a better you? So that, that, that just doesn't work. So you, you, can't, you can't make a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. That's a polite saying, is that, is that yeah. version? So if you want to create a good body and a good mind, because those neurotransmitters are also very much affected by, uh, by food, uh, it, it's an effective building block. You can't, you can't uh, take that one away. And as part of being a system of systems, you know, from a holistic movement coach point of view, you screw up your digestive system by putting toxic rubbish in your system. It will affect all those other systems. That's the muscular system. Um, that's your hormonal system. Your emotional system. It will change everything. So it's a very important building block. And you and I both know that out in the marketplace, Every day there is something popping up on the shelves that is just thrown in front of us that is supposed to be the, the miracle cure to all our problems. And um, I think that we need more education as an industry on what to say no to when those products come out. I think, um, would you agree in terms of nutrition that, you know, it's just a matter of just going to the shops and buying fresh? Oh, yeah, I know. Buy fresh or grow fresh. I'm, I'm very lucky where, where I am. You can pretty much throw anything around here and grow. And, and I, I grow a lot of my own food. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have some quality. Uh, I do eat meat and I'm, I'm, I have some very good quality uh, meat which I get delivered to me. And I've got an excellent farmer's market. And, um, you know, I love buying stuff from growers. I want the guy who, who grows my bananas to look me in the face and tell me how his banana trees are growing. And, you know, he, he knows my daughter. My daughter knows him. Uh, that, that's how I think we've lost that connection with our food and also with the land uh, and the people that grow our food. So uh, I, I really try and get connected with that, and I totally recommend that to anyone who wants to look after their health. So let me move away just from the, the food part of it for a moment. As fitness professionals who own businesses or who perhaps work for employers, how great are our sleep? Patterns. <laughs> um, so sleep's an area that I, I do a fair bit of talking on these days and also a lot of work with with, uh, with, with clients who have problems and uh, my team also do a lot of sleep measuring as well. So sleep is um, more, if you're looking at improving uh, your, let's say your strength, it's, it's better than anabolic steroids. Um, it's your, your body's natural way of healing. And um, that's, how, that's where you adapt and where you grow, uh, where your brain um, cleans itself up. Actually, part of the cleaning uh, process of the nervous system happens while you sleep. So if you're not sleeping, getting good quality sleep, um, there's no way you can be the best you. Not a chance. Yeah, I do, I do agree with that. And... Um... You know, what What do you think about, um, you know, all of these sleep apps that people can now download from the internet? Are they worthwhile? Uh, yes, I, I, I like them. Um, let me tell you why I do like them, first of all. I like them because at least people are focusing on getting better sleep. Yeah. And you get what you focus on. So I think that's great if people want to um, use some apps or some wearable devices. Uh, to look at, at sleep, I think that's really uh, that's really great. Um, I do think though, and uh, I use a medical grade I use medical grade measuring devices to measure sleep, and I've tested them against some of these devices, and I can tell you now they're not accurate. 
so there is a little bit of anything that tells you that they can measure you in REM sleep uh, is is telling corkies because there's just no way if you're you've got yourself hooked up to a number of electrodes around your brain that you can you can predict that. So um, there is some inaccuracy in it unless you want to go the whole hog and um, get some better measuring devices. But still, I, I do. I do love that people are focusing on sleep and that they are trying to get better sleep because that's going to be really useful. So um, I'm, I, I cringe a little when I see some of the data, but I, I love the concept that it's helping people focus on their sleep. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. We've spoken about the business side and the personal side of your program. What about the technical side? What does Dave do when it comes to the technical side? Okay, so um, me personally or my program or a combination of two? Give me both. Give me both. <laughs> okay. Um, so things that particularly interest me. Um, so I've been very interested in how organs work. That's been something I've been working a lot on this year. So um, I've been studying some visceral manipulation, which isn't quite what it sounds like. So looking at how um, your organs work and how to optimise how your organs work because your organs are definitely ruled over your musculoskeletal tissue. So if you've got a sore lower back and that's, if you've got a gut that's not working well, well, your gut takes priority over your lower back any day. And if you've got a gut that's inflamed, by reflex, it will shut down your abdominal wall at the drop of a hat. So uh, trying to fix someone's um, abdominals working better or their lower back when they've got inflamed guts is it's never going to work. So I've been doing a lot of work um, looking at viscera and how to get um, the, the gut and the organs to work better. Um, that's been one of my pet projects. Uh, I'm also uh, very interested in movement in any shape or form. Uh, so I've been I work with some high performance athletes. So I've also been doing a lot of work on uh, particularly high performance power training. So and this is what I mean by a holistic movement coach is that um, you know we, we certainly need to. Um, we need to understand a lot about bodies to do a decent job of it. And for me, it's been a lifetime of learning, and um, that's why I love sharing it. Um, what else am I doing? I'm also doing a fair bit of work on shoulder, uh, shoulder pain and shoulder rehab. I do enjoy working with uh, clients with chronic pain. I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, seeing how, how we can help uh, people who really had a tough run. And um, I've been doing a lot of work on shoulders this year and presenting a lot of work on shoulders as well. Um, I, mean, I love, I love that what you said earlier on about um, the gut health comes before mm. lower back. Can you just go a little bit deeper on that? Because the amount of people that come into the club, you know, oh, I've had a bad back or I've got a bad back, you never hear anybody say when they're filling out a power queue, I've got gut issues. Do they even okay. know that they've got gut issues? Well, we actually screen from that. And the first thing, the first time that someone will come and see us, we actually start screening, looking for gut dysfunction. And, you know, the analogy I, I give here is, imagine I've got a cut on the palm of my hand here. There is no way that I want to squeeze my hand into a fist because it's going to hurt. The body will run away from pain and it will do anything to avoid it. So if you've got an inflamed gut from eating poor quality food, uh, from not sleeping well, from alcohol from whatever is going to upset that gut, there is no way that your abdominal wall will be able to contract around that gut. It won't want to do it. So by reflex, it will shut that gut down. And no amount of transitive dominance work or planks or 
or a functional cable work will make that work. Uh, it will probably just cause you more problems. So certainly um, yeah, understanding uh, the body and how the systems work together is a vital way of making a difference, uh, particularly when you start working with complex people, which is most people, because I think humans can be, well, we are very complex. We live in a complex world. So let me ask you a lay question. What do you think of the gut powders that are available in the shops for people to purchase? Gut powders? Um, yeah. I, what kind of gut powders? So what like what kind you, of gut powders So using? if you go to the supermarket now and you go into your vitamin section, there's like 25 different powders that are going to fix your intestinal health. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a bit of a loaded question, Mel. Um, it is. It is. What should we yeah. avoid? Okay. Let's make it easy for you to answer. I'm a, I'm a housewife. I'm in the supermarket. What should I avoid? Uh, anything that has numbers on it or words that you can't pronounce. If you can't bang it on the head and skin it or pluck it out of the ground and wash it or off a tree, uh, odds are it shouldn't be going too near your mouth. Love it. So we have a, we have a, a gut which, uh, the same gut that our grandfathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, grandmothers back for the last 20,000 years have had. But if you have a look at how our food chain has changed, um, it's ridiculous. The, the food, our, even our grandparents ate compared to what we eat now, it's, it's chalk and cheese. Mm. Because cheese is a food, chalk isn't. So, um, yeah, it's insane. And if you put those things on your, into your ancient gut on a regular basis, your gut doesn't know what to do with that. It has no idea. You might as well, I might as well eat the pen I'm holding in my hand because it's not food either. And if you put that in your gut on a regular basis, you are going to have problems. So let's just stick to the basics. Um, you can look at your gut powders if you want, but let's take it back a step, and, and this is where the lifestyle approach is huge. Let's get back to the basics of how we should be living as humans before we start trying to be too smart about it. Um, and it's, you know, we've, we've created all these different products to make up for bad lifestyle. Why don't we just try and live a bit better? That could solve a lot of the problems. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you walk into the, you know, if you do walk into the supermarket now, you can go to a shelf and you can buy like a meal that's just already pre-packaged and you come home and, and you throw it in the microwave. And I remember as a kid growing up, my grandparents raised me and that was just not even a contemplation. Oh, right. It was, you know, your meat and your veggies and, and we went to the big Queen Victoria market here in Melbourne and we purchased everything fresh and we went to the fish guy and we purchased the, the fish fresh. So times have really, really changed. Beautiful. And yeah. it's um it's really good listening to you speak about it because you know, you're not just like educating the consumer that might be listening, you're also educating the fitness professionals who haven't been exposed to this type of education when they've gone through the RTOs. And this is why it's so important. If people are passionate about being trainers, that they need to elevate their training and they need to get involved in a coaching program like yours because it, it takes everything that they present to the consumer to a whole new different level. Um, it, it leads me to ask, you this question what is your general opinion of importance of holistic health health sorry in the life of everyday people seeking weight loss and the reversal of chronic illness how how important is it um extremely uh because look we're all people and if i'm looking at trainers who are burnt out and both 
I mean, most 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 have probably more of a focus on their health than most. So you know, our, our people out there, um, you know, there's a lot of suffering going on there. So uh, and, and how can you be the best for yourself, for your family, um, yeah, and your contribution to the the world uh, if you if you if you're broken? Um, I think we can do much better than that from a from a weight loss point of view too. You know, if you're full of toxins, one of the ways that the body um, dilutes toxins is to put them in fat. So um, there's, there's two issues there. Well, first of all, if your body may not want to um, lose weight because it's hiding all the toxins in there. So if you've got a high toxic load, um, losing weight is going to be very difficult. The other part is if you do start losing weight, that can be quite dangerous because now you've got a big toxic load being released into your body. So uh, it needs to be done intelligently. From a stress point of view too, if you've got a body that's under a lot of stress, it will not react well to more stress. It exercises stress. So if we can help people sleep better and eat better and think better and reduce that stress load, they'll get better results from whatever they're doing, whether it's eating better, whether it's uh, taking some more time out, whether it's uh, from exercising, they'll just get better results across the board. And, you know, ultimately I think most most trainers, 99.99%, they want the absolute best for their clients and want them to be healthy and feel great. And unfortunately, unless we take a bit of a bigger look at that, apart from doing um, from doing pre kills, uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss the opportunity to do that. So um, you know, I think um, yeah, I think we can take a lot out of that holistic approach uh, for health and weight loss. It's all the same. What's your best advice to somebody that's just started out as a trainer? Started out as a trainer? Um, look after yourself and start putting these processes in as soon as possible. When you start, it's tough. Um, you know, you're grabbing as many clients as you can in all directions, and that can be a really dangerous time because you can be in the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning at at 8 p.m. at night, right the way through. So start getting that self-management process in place to start looking after building up your business skills, your personal skills, and your technical skills. Get learning and get learning how to look after yourself in all aspects as soon as possible. When you come out of university or polytech or an RCO, um, that's your ticket to get on the bus to start learning. Thinking that you know it when you come out of there, is a pipe dream. Um, I've been I've been at this for 25 years, and every day I, I learn so much, and I, I feel like a Gumby um, when I start learning something new, and that's what keeps me loving this and uh, enthusiastic about it. So get learning, get learning, invest in yourself, in your in your business, and your 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 education. Um, this is your chance to change the world and and your and build a, an awesome career in one of the best places to be. I mean, this is a great, this is a great industry, uh, Mel. It's a fantastic industry, and I absolutely love it, and um, probably overpassionate sometimes. <laughs> but hey, that's 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 okay. Now, I was on your website earlier on today, and it's absolutely amazing. There's just so much information on there. So, Dave, do tell the listeners about the website and where they can find it. So, best place to have a nosy is the Holistic Movement Coach website, which is H for Harry, M for Movement. Oh, I could have said Holistic, H for Holistic. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? I'm trying to be all uh, uh, army here. 
So hkev-coach.com will get you there. And um, there's some articles in the article section, funny enough. Uh, there's also a link in there to the YouTube there where I post musings about uh, everything from uh, my favourite herbs through to how to look after your feet um, through some of um, my favourite clients doing um, some uh, exercise stuff. So all sorts of bits and pieces there. So have an idea and I'll really help some of those things there can help you on your journey. And Dave is also a, a recognised global speaker and I know that you're heading off shortly. So where can everybody find you if they're looking for conventions? So for those of you uh, who are over in Asia, um, so I know I've just spent some time over with Mel in Singapore where we uh, ran into each other, which was lovely. But uh, I'm back over to India in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we've got the uh, we've got a fitness summit over there, but very listeners out that way. Uh, New Zealanders, I'm doing a speaking tour through your way in September. I'm seeing a few different cities there, and I'll certainly be back over in New Zealand. Um, sorry, Australia, I haven't got anything planned for you yet, but um, there will be some stuff happening by the end of the year, I'm sure. There will be, and Dave is actually one of our guests on our panel that we're actually podcasting next week on uh, mental health. So you are doing something here. You are doing something here. He'll be sitting on the panel for that. Dave, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you today. I know that um, a lot of the listeners will get a lot of education just from this podcast, and I don't doubt they'll be hitting up your website, and if not, I'm sure that some of those guys in India will be coming up and uh, wanting you to come back and give them more education because you are one knowledgeable person. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Thanks, Mel, for having me. And uh, thank you for listening, folks. Um, live well and uh, look after yourselves. Thanks, Dave, and we'll chat soon.